yeah. Smith's the encore. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, yeah. Check. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, yeah, come on. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, yeah. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew. Fantasy sports and politics crew. Yeah, lock on. Peace. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. We're back. We're finally back doing what we do because we do it for you. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and I'm joined as soon as I can bring him in here by my esteemed co-host, my fellow Jersey guy. His name is Jeff. They call him the Joker. And as always, we make up uh, two-thirds of the FSP crew show. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I say that, excuse me, I say that again. It's 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to Jeff and me. We've got a great show in store for you today. We're talking about the NFL in many different ways, the NFL, on the field, off the field. Uh, there's a lot going on in the NFL uh, besides the uh, preseason games. We're into week two. There's about four or five games, um, two that are taking place right now, uh, maybe three or four taking place right now. So we had a game that started at 7 o'clock, another one that started at 7.30, and a few that started at 8 o'clock, and then one more I think starts at 10 o'clock. Um, the first two, the, excuse me, the first one starts at 7, 7 p.m., on the NFL Network, and it rounds out the night at 10 o'clock. They always have a doubleheader in preseason. They have it at, uh, uh, on the NFL Network at 10 o'clock. And in between, there's a bunch of games going on in your local area. you probably be picking up. Uh, we can only pick up, at least I can only pick up, on a, on a, on, on a, on a, a TV, uh, the two games on NFL Network, uh, unless you are able to pick up other games. But I'm rambling on, so without further ado, let's bring my esteemed co-host, my fellow Jersey guy. They call him Jeff, and, and uh, also the Joker. What's up, Jeff? How you doing, man? Hey, Jerry. What's up? Not much, man. Uh, well, I shouldn't say not much because there's a lot going on, uh, uh, a lot going on besides the, the besides the preseason games, and um, I haven't heard anybody of really of note talking about skill players of note really getting hurt. Um, in preseason, maybe they aren't healthy, weren't healthy going into the preseason games. Um, but no one of note that I can think of. Maybe, maybe you can, but I, right now I can't think of anybody. Well, it's it's but, only week two, right? Um, and and well, no hey. one has actually gotten hurt. And most of these guys, real the big skill guys, haven't um, been playing much. Uh, they'll be probably be playing more this week and especially next week. You know, unfortunately, there's usually at least one very well-known player who gets hurt in the preseason. It's unfortunate, but it's unavoidable. And then, of course, these geniuses pop out of the woodwork. Oh, well, why do you need preseason? And that's pretty silly because if you didn't have preseason, you'd probably get more injuries. And how are you supposed to figure out what players are good now? 
In college, they don't have preseason. You see, the, the morons who say abolish the preseason don't even realize that. But in college, you got 100 guys, so at least you could have a decent intra-squad scrimmage. So, I mean, you could cut the preseason to two games. But, I mean, I, I remember, well, he was a very injury-prone guy. Uh, Chad Pennington got uh, hurt in the, in the preseason and was out for yep. a year. But, he, you know, he, he you know. He was a good player, but he he had a lot of injuries, and uh, that was the knock on him. And I remember when I was a kid, and I was a big Giant fan, that uh, Phil Simms got got hurt. And early in his career, he was very injury-prone. Uh, it was the preseason game against the Jets, and the sack exchange injured him in that game. Yep. And that put mm-hmm. him out for the year. I'm trying to think what year that was. I think that was uh, 83. And I'm telling you, that was just such a blow. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, you know, uh, that might have been Parcells' first year, which was he had a nightmare year. Um, uh, I, w- I mean, I went through, like, shock and denial. I went through the whole process. Um, it was one of the sack exchange guys stepped on his foot, and the other guy hit him, and it, and it messed up his knee. I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a dirty play. It just, you know, these things can happen. Unfortunate play. And, you know, this is worse, though, a tragedy with Corey Stringer. And I remember when that happened, some genius said, oh, do you really need training camp? And I'm thinking it would be more dangerous to get rid of training camp. I mean, that's not even a consideration. Unfortunately, with Stringer, I think it was he was taking a lot of uh, diuretics to lose uh, weight before camp. And I think that's what, uh, you know, uh, at least in part led to his uh, passing. All right, Jeff, I wanted to bring this up uh, a few weeks ago. I don't know if I did or not, but uh, I have to bring it up because it's, it's now it's week two into training camp, and he happened to be the number three pick in the draft. Everyone else in the <laughs> draft, whether it's the seventh round pick of the last person in the seventh round who was picked or the first of the first round that was picked has signed only one person that was drafted by the San Diego Chargers, and the San Diego Chargers are uh, notorious for tough negotiating with their players, uh, is not signed, and that's Joey Bosa. Now, I didn't like to pick uh, – uh, let me premise this now, people. Um, I have nothing against Joey Bosa or Ohio State um, uh, Buckeyes. I don't have any uh, – uh, biases toward that uh, program. I just didn't think Joey Bosa was worth a, three, a, a number three pick for the San Diego Chargers. And now, just like his dad, when his dad, uh, uh, um, I think, first got into the league, his dad held out, John Bosa. Joey Bosa has done the same thing. Now, it had to do with the contract language and uh the CBA is pretty much set on what each player gets um, and, and, and the like. But this is uh, about, I think, offset language. I'm not exactly sure uh, what it technically entails, but it has to do with the signing bonus. It has to do with, um, I think, an option for the team or for the, or, or for the player. And um, Bosa 
is not and his camp is not going to accept the uh, uh, language in the contract um, and, and is trying to negotiate uh, to get that out and the uh, Chargers want to keep it in and they have been in an impasse for ever since the draft and we're talking about back in May, April and now it's the second week into the into the uh, preseason and uh, there's no end in sight in fact I think the last time I read something, I saw something on the net, was that uh, they hadn't talked in about two weeks. And that's, I mean, it wasn't a good sign they hadn't signed up until now. But if you, if you haven't talked uh, or kept a constant dialogue between the player's representative or the player and the team uh, in a two-week span, and then who knows if ever they're going to get, I mean, they average rights. So he's not going anywhere, regardless if he's signed or not. Um, they drafted him, and uh, it's up to him and, and the team to, to get come together whenever that may be. But in my opinion, his season is, is for all intents and purposes, 2016 is going to be a lost season for him. Um, I, I, it, there's no possible way, in my opinion, that he's going to be able to live up to the hype of a third pick in the draft um, sitting out all this time and missing all this um, work with his teammates. And besides that, before I get you, get you to comment, I don't know if this is proper or not. Maybe and I'll get Jeff's uh, idea, uh, um, opinion on this. But an old Wildy veteran, old veteran, the guy's been around forever with the San Diego Chargers, told him to get his butt in. And, and, and that's what I'm talking about Antonio Gates in, in no cer- uncertain terms. Not happy with uh, the rookie Joey Bosa not signing a contract and not getting in the camp. Um, Jeff, I, I said a, a mouthful there. Uh, I'm going to give you all the time in the world to go around yeah, all of uh, what I just said. I, I'm I'm puzzled by this. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not a I'm not Mel Kiper Jr., but I I thought uh, Bosa was a good, went a little early. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's holdouts became very rare in football. And technically it isn't a holdout because he doesn't have a contract yet. I think there's another term for it. But the thing is, especially a few years ago, when they changed the structure for the rookies, boom, they get signed so quick. I mean, it used to be when training camps start, there'd usually be at least a few first-round picks who weren't signed. And, you know, I think this guy – now, I I heard things. I heard he he looked very bad at uh, the mini camp in the OTA, and if if you don't have a contract, you could sign a waiver so you could participate in those things, which is a good idea. Um, he might be the next Vernon Golson or Steve Emptman or maybe a Mike Mamula. Maybe they they reached on Bosa. Maybe they liked his workout because Mike Mamula was a great workout warrior. Um, and you know what happens so often, especially when a rookie. Mrs. Camp, they almost always get hurt. I mean, maybe, maybe they could have him just focus on rushing the passer. Um, but these, these holdouts are so rare. Now, the thing is, yes, the Chargers have his rights. I don't know what his plan, his game plan is. Uh, supposedly with the offset language, I think that's like, let's say, in the unlikely event, but you never know, he got cut. Let's say if he was, let's say they cut him into the third year, 
and let's say they're supposed to pay him $5 million, and then he gets cut, and then he signs with a new team. I think the offset language is how much of that money he could keep with the new team, you know, and that's, you know, the technical aspect of it. Right. Um, maybe they know something that he might get cut, you know. Now, um, uh, the, the draft rights, though, are only good for a year. Like, if he says, hey, I'm not signing, I don't care, I'm just not going to, you know, show up or whatever, uh, then I think, let's say, a year from this draft, so let's say, let's say May 2nd, 2017, by then his rights would expire and then he'd be a free agent. But the thing is, you know, uh, you don't want to miss a whole year of football, right. especially, you know, if you're a rookie. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I'm sure there would be a team interested in him if he did become a free agent and he'd get paid. But, you know, also you you wonder about a guy – if he wanted to miss a year, you wonder about that. Like what kind you know, what kind of player is it? Does he really like to play, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, I remember though, in the, in, in the late seventies and the early eighties, there were a lot of holdouts because they didn't have a lot of leverage back then. And it was one of the few things they could do. Uh, and then one of the best things that ever happened to NFL player salaries was, was the USFL. And then when the USFL came along, the, the the salaries really took a big jump, and, and that was that was great for the players. I'm surprised more players don't rebel against the draft, because if you think about it, the draft is nonsense. That's a, a restraint of free trade. Because all I know is when I graduated high school, I didn't get drafted by some team in, in, in Buffalo or Green Bay saying, "Oh, you got to work here." And if you mm-hmm. think about it, it's nonsense. So occasionally there'll be someone like an Eli Manning who uh, – and usually you've got to be a star like an Eli Manning or a John Elway to say, oh, I'm not playing for that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing is, you can't feel too bad for these guys because even the, the late picks, it's uh, you know at least a three hundred grand a year salary. And then after your first contract, you get to be a free agent. But, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, uh, I, I'd like to see the draft abolished. And they'd still have some structure. Like, let's say there'd still be some kind of rookie salary cap. And, you know, I've heard fans say, well, well, then everybody would want to play for the Cowboys. But I don't think so because some guys <laughs> would be looking for more, yeah. you know, uh, opportunity. Uh-huh. You know, because a lot of guys would say, well, you know, let me go to uh, uh, Jacksonville because I'll have a better chance to start, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I wish they'd get rid of the draft. It, 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 it's, it's a dated concept. Yeah, um, well, it's ironic you brought up those two guys, those two quarterbacks that said they weren't going to play for the teams that they originally wanted to go to, uh, Elway and Eli Manning. Uh, uh, it, it's a hell of a thing that both of them won two Super Bowls. One is in the Hall of Fame, and uh, Eli still hasn't written his uh, uh, full resume uh, of whether he would be in the Hall of Fame or not. I got a caller from the 404 here. I'm going to bring him in. Or him or her, whoever it is, and uh, see what they have to say. Uh, caller from the 404, welcome to the FSP Crew Show. State your name, and uh, let's see what you have to say. Uh, how you doing, man? Uh, this is Nas in Atlanta, man. I've, What's I've up, my man Nas? Long time no speak to. Glad to hear you on the, on the show, man. What's up? Hey, Nas. Indeed, indeed. How you doing, man? 
Oh no no! I just uh, caught I caught you guys. I never do. I usually try to, but I always get here too late and uh, mm-hmm. miss you guys' the show. But uh, sitting there listening to y'all talking about, uh, I guess the great Joey Bosa. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Going back to the you know the old school strategy, the the holdout, and mm-hmm. uh, I really can't blame him or his agent for what they're doing. I mean, you're looking at a bad situation where there's some language written in there that's not typical. Uh, the Chargers haven't drafted this high in a long time, right. and maybe they're having a problem not understanding how this works. Everything is slotted now, and pushing and shoving over nickels and dimes is probably not a good way to start a relationship with a player who you so-called value as a top-ten guy, and then you come in with this. So this sounds like more A.J. Smith. Uh, I think he's still the Chargers GM. Hopefully I'm correct, but – uh, I don't think that, he is. That, that, I, I don't uh, think AJ Smith. Yeah, but I think the whole, the whole mindset and the whole yeah. the whole uh, mindset of the I'm Chargers. I'm smarter than the rest like of the league. Right. Yeah. I'm smarter than the rest of the league, and I'm going to find an advantage somewhere. And they're looking at it like, look, dude, these things are slotted. We don't have holdouts anymore because of the last CBA to where right. they slotted the you know the salaries. You don't really gain anything from a holdout, and you're right. kind of just forcing my hand when my hand doesn't need to be forced. Like, this is a rookie deal, top top ten pick, you know, pay what what, what is supposed to be paid. Like, why are you if – if you're fighting me on this, God forbid if I become a free agent that's worth anything, what are you going to do then? So, I mean, this right. is just really weird uh, to watch. And I wonder about them. Uh, like I said, this is a top pick, and this might be their first time in the process, and they appear to be blowing it. Well, yeah, I, I have to uh, uh, go go along with you a little bit, Nas, because the fact is, it the last CBA put tried to for that simple reason they the last CBA tried to put a, a fixed uh, um, uh, scale in place to avoid uh, this type of thing happening, avoid guys holding out for uh, specific things, and because everyone is slotted. Uh, Depending on uh, what position and whether what position, not not just necessarily draft position, but the position of the player that plays, uh, whatever position he plays, it's it's got a scale that is fixed. So no one has uh, say like Sam Bradford. I think he got the last big contract, fifty million dollars uh, over the amount of years. I think five years or whatever it was. But after that, they had they changed the CBA. And everybody was fixed, and you're no longer getting those type of contracts uh, of uh, first round, or first first round picks, or uh, someone of a high pick. Um, you got a, a pay scale, uh, but uh, and in my opinion, and it's just it's just my opinion. I don't have any bias against any college team or any player in this. Uh, I I'm just going by what I see, by my eye test. I don't think he's He's all that. Uh, in fact, I hate to say it like this. I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to say. He reminds me of a, a Brian Bosworth. Uh, he really does. Um, and and uh, I, 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 I'm waiting to see when and if he ever gets on the field for the Chargers, he'll prove me wrong. I don't think he will, but he's got to get on the field in order to uh, prove himself worth it or uh, or. Prove, prove the naysayers like myself that they were right. All right, let's move on to staying in the NFL. 
Uh, still staying with a lot of controversy. Um, I, I don't even know where to go, man. You know what? I'll go this way because uh, um, I, I saw this on ProFootballTalk.com, and, I, and I'm like, wow, this reminds me of uh, Deflategate. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about this or not. Um, it's, it's an article that came out today from uh, Mike Florio on ProFootballTalk.com. Um, and I'll and I read it to you. And, and, this, 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 and I, tell me if it reminds you of Deflategate. With the NFL apparently not inclined to accept the settlement offer made by Monday by lawyer Michael Avenetti on behalf of all the customers attending the Hall of Fame game by virtue of the competing offer made by the league, Aviante uh, apparently assumes the litigation will proceed. Avenetti consequently has sent a letter to Commissioner Roger Goodell and Hall of Fame President David Baker instructing them to preserve electronically stored information and other evidence in your possession, custody, or control, as well as in the possession, custody, or control of the NFL and or, or the Hall of Fame, including their personal cell phones. The letter, a copy of which Pro Football Talk has obtained, includes excerpts from the exchange between Patriots quarterback Tom Brady and Goodell during Brady's appeal hearing, and explains that Avenetti has considerable reason to believe that there are incriminating text messages relating to the cancellation of the game, which show that fans were purposely not told of the cancellation in a timely manner. Avenetti doesn't specify the content of the incriminating text messages. However, he undoubtedly will want to examine texts sent and received in the hours leading up to and following the cancellation of the Colts-Packer game in Canton. The 10-page letter contains detailed instructions regarding the preservation of electronic evidence and a request confirmation by August 25th that steps were taken to preserve the requested information, all for a cancellation of a preseason game, albeit it's the Hall of Fame game, which a lot of fans traveled far and wide to come to and celebrate the Hall of Fame and then watch the game after after the fact. Um, And... Since it was canceled, and I've never seen it canceled, this is the first time I've ever seen a Hall of Fame game canceled. Uh, disappointed, and, and people lost money, but the NFL said they would they would be reimbursing people. But apparently, there was a it's a lawsuit, a litigation going out for the fact of what happened uh, and, and the damage it did, so called, to the fans. Uh, I'm gonna go to Jeff, then Nas on your response. Yeah, that you know I'm. I, been here, and I think uh, one of the big off-the-field stories today was about um, the three players are now we'll going to agree. Yeah. But this thing with the Hall of Fame game, that blew my mind, because th- they get one game a year, and they can't get the field right? I mean, they should be ashamed of themselves. And you know, I don't know when it happened for me, sometime when I became a grown-up. You know, you work at a job and you could you scratch yourself the wrong way you hear about it and i'm sure somebody making a pretty good salary screwed up that that uh hall of fame game you know um that kind of stuff uh rubs me the wrong way and i know it's a lousy game but the thing is it was part of the hall of fame weekend and you know the fans pay a lot of money and 
you know, the fans get screwed, and I don't like to see customers get screwed. I don't like to see anybody get screwed. And David Baker, uh, I happen to, he's in charge of the Hall of Fame now, I happen to be familiar with because uh, he was a commissioner of the Arena Football League for a long time, and I was one of about five people who used to watch that league. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, was the, I was one of them. Yep, yep, I was. And... Uh, uh, Unfortunately, his tenure as commissioner ended before they uh, canceled the 2009 season. And that was – the Arena League is still around, but now they're down to eight teams, and it's nothing compared to what it was. But, you know, the they had a good run during the, the Baker era. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I'm worried about Goodell, and I guess we can get into this later, cause, because they won in court with Brady, I think he might feel empowered – because, you know, this guy is, uh, you know, a little dictator. And um, he might think now he could do whatever he wants. Um, and that scares me. But believe me, the NFL's win, or I should say Goodell's win over Brady in court, that that wasn't a knockout. That was a split decision. And, uh, you know, uh, Goodell, they say, hates Tagliabue, Paul Tagliabue, the previous commissioner, who I think was very bright, was a gentleman, and never looked foolish. And and, and uh, Goodell's probably jealous of him. And, and I'd like to see Tagliabue get into the Hall of Fame. What about you, Nas? Yeah, I mean, he's a lawyer, so he has to push. That's his job. He's going to push the limit to this. I doubt he actually gets the text messages or the phones. Uh, but why not ask while you're asking? You know, that's kind of the game. But mm-hmm. the NFL, I mean, this is like this is show business to a certain extent in entertainment. So, of course, they're going to try everything they can to get the show on the, you know, on the road. So last minute they had to cancel because they were going to do everything in their power to make sure that they could get that game played. And, you know, last minute it, it couldn't be done, so they had to call it and cancel it. Remember, those guys even put paint thinner on the field to try to get rid of some of that slick paint that was down there, which right. is hazardous to somebody falling on it. So, you know, they, they were trying everything that they could. There, there was no malicious intent of the NFL to, you know, stop the game from being played. Hell, they want the game played. So, I mean, the fans should be compensated for the tickets. Uh, there should be something based on people probably, you know, taking time off and, you know, just the effort to go to the game. So it should be a little sugar on top of that. But nobody's going to get wealthy off of this, but the, the fans should definitely uh, receive some compensation. But I, I think the lawyer's just, you know, he, he's just pushing the limits right here. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be anything beyond some compensation for the fans, and we kind of move on. But head, I'm sure some heads rolled over there, though, because this, this can't be allowed. Like, you cannot stop the game from being played because you didn't do your job correctly. So, man, I don't know. Interesting story, though, man. Yeah, that that, uh, that well, that blew my mind that they that the lawyer looking to get some text messages uh, and, and and pretty much said you got you got you got uh, your, your phones you got to uh, preserve anything any texts in there don't don't think about deleting anything because we want to be able to take a look at your phones the same thing ironically that the NFL wanted to do with Tom Brady uh, unfortunately Tom Brady uh, uh, destroyed the phone. And uh, they couldn't get to the Texas. Um, I thought that was pretty ironic. That's why I wanted to go there with that. 
All right. So, can, I, uh, can, I, can I just add real quick? Uh, you yeah, know, go ahead. The go move ahead. always is eventually when you're dealing with, you know, powerful business titans. Hey, Mr. Lawyer, who's pushing the boundaries? Uh, you want a job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, let's move on to this. Uh, uh, and uh, this also has to do with the league and uh, uh, a conflict with the players. Uh, as you know, Al Jazeera um, put out a report that included uh, several uh, NFL players, two that are currently playing on the uh, Packers, Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers, and one other who's on the um, um, uh, the Steelers, James Harrison. Um, and they were told that they this is early in the, uh, I think probably June, July, somewhere around there, that uh, they're going to be required to, uh, on the first day training camp, or close in close uh, proximity to that, um, to uh, meet with the NFL. Uh, James Harrison put out a uh, affidavit saying that, "Hey, uh, this is this is how it is." Blah blah blah. Whatever it was, uh, which didn't fly with the NFL, said you're still going to have to um, meet. Uh, James Harrison, and I'm not going one way or the other. I'm just saying he threw a hissy fit, saying he's not meeting with him. The heck with it. Uh, and uh, the NFL said, well, if you don't meet, uh, be, be prepared uh, because it's noncompliance of a request that the NFL has um, that you, you'll be automatically suspended. Um, and uh, so the players, because of this, um, uh, Al Jazeera report are going to have to meet with the NFL um, and give their side of the story, and uh, and it's it's going to be decided in a future date. I imagine it's going to be somewhere before the beginning of the season. Whether uh, it's justified that these players are going to be suspended because they violated the rules uh, um, with the performance-enhancing drugs or, uh, or not. Uh, and uh, I don't know how you guys feel, but it seems like the NFL, and we you guys had touched on it earlier, that uh, Commissioner Goodell and, and, and his henchmen are um, wielding their power to the utmost to uh, bully players in, and public, public shaming them into um, getting into, I hate to say it like this, but I'm going to say it like this, kowtow to what they want. Um, I'm going to go to Nas this time to get his opinion on um, these players having to definitely, because of Al Jazeera report, um, to uh, uh, answer questions to the NFL about whether they did or did not uh, um, deal with uh, or take uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, Nas first and then uh, uh, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, if you were going to make a performance-enhancing drugs profile, all of the guys named in this would be people who you would suspect. So I I, I seriously uh, doubt that any of these guys are innocent. Amazing that the NFL was able to clear Peyton Manning, though. 
because they're going to do business with him going forward. But yep. these guys who will be forgotten as soon as they retire, you know, they're not as important. So, you know, whatever. And, you know, the NFL, it's a gentleman's agreement. Like, look, they know a, a lot of guys are taking substances. You need to cycle off and be ready for testing and be clear when we test you. Like, that's how the NFL rolls. Now, if you're not smart enough or, or disciplined enough to do things correctly and fail to test, then, you know, they feel like they do have to discipline you. So, I mean, at a certain point, this is just grandstanding uh, because you're acting like you're really concerned with performance enhancing drugs when a lot of this stuff is actually helpful uh, for the car crash that these guys are going through and, and being a football, professional football player. So I'm not a guy who's against PEDs. So I, I, don't look, I look at this a little differently. But no matter what, they're grandstanding. And if you just take your stuff and cycle off like you're supposed to, don't fail to test, then they don't have to go through this whole song and dance. But, come on, James Harrison's almost 40. Uh, Julius Peppers up there in age. Uh, Clay Matthews, the, the gains he's made from, uh, you know, a senior at USC to what he is now, a physical freak. Uh, Peyton Manning, the injuries he went through and the, the, the fight he had to get in, to, you know, have one more year in his career. I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt the, the, the credibility of it of that report, but, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not so down against it, myself. Talk to me, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the NFL does test, but, you know, a lot of these guys know the way around it. Uh, The thing is, this is based um, on an article in uh, Al Jazeera, um, which has since been recanted. So this is an unreliable source. It's not like there's a positive test or you know, something reliable. So if I was in the shoes and, and I, I, I got to concur with uh, Nodge that, you know, if I had to make a list of guys who might be uh, using uh, PEDs, it'd be those guys. I mean, and Clay Matthews, I mean, you, you want to go back to his uh, first year at USC. He redshirted that first year. It was, you know, like a, a, a 98-pound weakling, and uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can build yourself up, but it is very, very hard to do so uh, naturally. Uh, he'd be top of my list of uh, possible, uh, you know, PED abusers, but it's not about suspicion. It's not about that. It's about proof, and if I was these guys, and I, I assume they have, I'd talk to my lawyer. I'd talk to the Players Association because... I mean, imagine if, uh, you know, the big boss or the owner of your company calls you on the carpet for a rumor. It's like, excuse me, a rumor? Like a, a stupid rumor from an idiot, you know? So uh, I, I just I don't like the power that Goodell tries to wield. Uh, you know, he, he took on this uh, discipline role, and uh, he's been embarrassed a few times, but... Uh, you know, now he's probably uh, feeling strong again after uh, the Brady victory. Yeah, I, you know, I, I got to believe because uh, uh, the, the things that have been tipped toward his way, um, that uh, he is uh, taking a little more, taking a little bit more of a bite, taking a little bit more of a bite, taking a little bit more of a bite, trying to chip that much more away. Um, uh, of the players' of the players' rights, and uh, have more of a control, more of a control over the players, and and 
for all intents and purposes, and, and I'm going to come to this because I think this is an important point, too, that the uh, um, players are um, and the players' union, uh, or I should say, yeah, I'll say it's the players' union, um, really, really is in, insignificant uh, and really doesn't uh, wield or have any power. Um, it's all tipped to the uh, NFL um, and, and the manager in the NFL and uh, with Roger Goodell at the helm uh, and, and with the approval of all the owners. And this brings to the point, and I just thought about this, and, 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 and it, he said it to this, this past week, um, that the Aaron Rodgers, uh, one of the best players in the NFL, um, criticizes the um, NFL PA for the not protecting his players, I guess, or not having as much power or um, leverage against the league as in the past um, and letting um, things like this with, with, without any uh, uh, protection for the players, letting the NFL pretty much do what it pleases. Um, and uh, it was heavily criticizing the NFLPA uh, about their, um, I guess, non-role in really protecting the players as much as they that possibly could compared to the, um, and I know it's, it's apples and oranges, but um, these are uh, uh, some other major um, sports that that protect their players a lot better than the NFL players, uh, players association. Uh, I'm talking about the major league players association or the NBA players association who have a stronger role and, and working hand in hand, not at, op, not at opposing corners with their management versus the NFL. I'll get your opinion on that, Jeff. And then, then us. Yeah. You know, uh, you're, you're right. That, I mean, uh, Major League Baseball Player Association, Association is very powerful, and it, it, it seems the the NFL uh, Player Association, uh, for whatever reasons, is nothing compared to uh, Major League Baseball or the NBA. Um, I guess you got to fight for that, uh, and, and look at all the work stoppages there had been in baseball. Unfortunately, there haven't been as many in football. Um, you know, um, it, uh, you know, I, I, in general, most people tend to side with labor, but when it comes to major league pro sports, most people side with ownership. But I, I, I side more with the players, you know, because just because you know you're making a lot of money, you're still a man, you still have some rights, and I, I don't see a jerk like Goodell running amok. I, I don't like to see that, you know. Uh, there's probably a lot of other uh, aspiring uh, Napoleons or whatever who who love that guy, but uh, I I, I abhor him. So uh, uh, I really, you know, I, I I'd love to know what went on behind the scenes at the Player Association. But you know, uh, Troy Vincent, and he went to high school with my uh, my college sweetheart. He he's a, a sellout. I mean. Yeah. He, uh, you you know about that? Cause you, well, you know uh, I, I I'm known as a conspiracy theory guy, but that isn't a conspiracy. <laughs> that guy yeah. 
is a punk sellout. And, and you know, it, it, what he did going from, you know, president of the Players Association to boom, right off the bat, going straight to working for the NFL, that should be illegal. And I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure in most situations, if you're an executive at United Auto Workers, you can't just turn around and two weeks later start working as an executive for Ford or GM. It, it, it doesn't work like that, you know. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I guess they couldn't bother to sign him to a no-compete clause or something like that. And uh, even if they did, you know, Goodell can't bother with that because even though he's a lawyer, he doesn't understand the law or due process or, or a lot of other things. <laughs> what about you, Nas? Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, especially on the pro-labor stance. I, I would never understand why average working Joes think they have more in, in common with the billionaire owner than they do the actual employees, which are the players. Uh, Detroit Vincent situation, yeah, 100%. Uh, it's conflict of interest, and he switched sides, and now he's playing the game, you know, very dirty, but that's how it works. It's like I told you a couple minutes ago, man, when they say, hey, man, how'd you like to work for us? Like, that's kind of how yep. it runs. But uh, the difference between the the leagues as far as their players' association, uh, those other leagues have the threat of not playing. Uh, NFL players, because their career uh, timelines are so short, it's very difficult to get everybody on board to be willing to not play because they have to accumulate that wealth. They have to get those checks because they don't know how long they're going to be in the league. And then it's kind of a divide-and-conquer tactic in that the faces of the league uh, the quarterbacks and the big stars are well paid, so they're always going to be the guys who are more willing to come to the table anyway. You know what I mean? So it's a it's a real difficult situation. And if you're the NFL Players Association, uh, you're kind of always oper- operating from a deficit. Anything you want to add, then the ownership is going to say, okay, well, we have to we have to get something out of this too. So what are you willing to give up? And you already don't have much. So, you know, your your options are limited at the negotiating table. And MLB and NBA is the exact opposite. Okay. All right, we're going to switch gears here for a minute, man. Uh, actually, a minute. We're going to uh, uh, not switch gears. We're going to stay in the NFL. Um, but we're going to go to some more serious stuff, um, even ser- more serious than what we've been talking about. Uh, I, I know you guys are familiar with uh, a former NFL network and a former New Orleans Saints player um, who has been accused and now convicted of uh, um, uh, drugging women and, and, and raping them, assaulting and raping them um, in various states. Uh, but former NFL star Darren Sharper, and I, I, I mean, it's still, I still shake my head uh, at this because I can't believe uh, this guy, uh, as the as charis- charismatic as he it, it was and is, could possibly be a predator, uh, a bigger predator as he is, uh, must serve a, a prison sentence of more than 18 years following his guilty pleas in a plot to drug women so as to make them easier to rape. Um, a, a federal judge in New Orleans ruled today. Uh, Jane Trish... Malazzo handed down the punishment for Sharper, who's now 41, so when he gets out, he's going to be around 60. Six six months after she rejected an earlier agreement that would have seen the former Saints safety serve nine years behind bars. Now, originally, the prosecutor was going to want, was selling for nine years. 
and, and and the judge, just like she said, she rejected an earlier agreement. Uh, the higher sentence fell within the range of 15 to 19 years that a federal probation re- report recommended, based in part on the sheer number of victims, which were, get this, 16 victims, who came forward with charged and uncharged allegations of Sharpter. Sharper shackled and wearing an orange prisoner's jumpsuit on Thursday said he apologized to his victims a thousand times. They didn't deserve any, me, any, anything being a part of my heinous decisions. I still don't know why I lived my life right for 38 years and then, took, then I took this path. It does, to me, I, I still shake my head because the guy is not a bad-looking guy. And he's not a bad-looking guy, very charismatic. He can't be hurting for anything possible, and I can't believe he's hurting in in the um, opposite sex department. Why he would stoop to doing what he has done and convicted of is beyond me. But now he's going to have 18 years behind bars to think about it. So to speak, Nas, your response, and then Jeff. Yeah, I think the sentence is a little harsh, uh, just because eighteen is, is long. But understand something, man. When you're talking about people who are predatory like that, it's not always the caricature that 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 we that we think of. It's it's normal everyday people who function normally in other instances, but they have this other thing going on that nobody knows about, to where they're this monster. And it, it and it's not about you know you having good looks and money and being able to have women. It's that power issue of you know whatever is driving you to want to be able to dominate somebody or take something from somebody. Because I mean you're taking somebody's humanity when you're you know raping them when they're not cognizant. So you know this is this is a sick sick situation. Uh, he definitely deserves punishment and also rehabilitation. So when he comes back into society, he's not a threat anymore to women out here. But yeah, man, this this dude, man, I, I it, it's a sad, <clears throat> sad story, and I mean for the women, not for him. I mean for the women, but right. uh, I do think that that the sentence was a little harsh. Eighteen, I think, is a little long, but either way, uh, he had to be punished. Uh, this is a sick thing, and we we kind of got to get this out of society. Uh, the availability of date rape drugs, because there's a lot of people out here who are 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 doing stuff like this, man, and it, you know, just to think that somebody having a casual evening and somebody's really plotting and planning the whole night to set them up to get a chance to slip something in their drink so they can do whatever they want. So, yeah, Dan Sharper's a sick, sick dude, and he's going to have to take this punishment, man. Uh, I, don't think eight, I don't think 18 is fair, but no matter what, he earned a punishment. He deserves it. Jeff? Yeah, I, I think uh, he, he got off easy considering uh, – how many women in how many states. And I remember when, you know, the trial was going on, uh, there was accusations that uh, law enforcement denied it, that they kind of dragged their feet a little because basically they knew he had money and he was going to hire a good attorney, so they knew they had to be very cautious. They couldn't just arrest him because it would it would botch the case and unfortunately while that was going on he was out there uh you know uh drugging and raping and you know uh J- Jerry you said about 
you know, that he's, he's a good-looking guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I, I don't know how these kind of people think. Right. I, I think, you know, maybe he likes, he prefers unconscious women or something. I don't know. Not that that's any excuse or anything. I mean, well, I'm ugly as hell, but I don't go out raping, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Yep. It's I got nothing to do saying. with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm curious because this was a guy, I don't think he ever had any kind of issues earlier. I mean, maybe there were, but they weren't exposed. I mean, this isn't like a guy like Christian Peter who, before he joined the NFL, he already had an issue with violence and, and rape. Um, and, and believe me, I was nauseous when the Giants signed him. Uh, so supposedly, you know, he, he, you know, he was a regular guy. He wasn't a sicko, you know, during his lengthy playing career, which was possibly Hall of Fame worthy. He was an excellent player. Uh, I'm what made him turn into a rapist. Yeah, I don't know, and this is no excuse if he had problems adjusting to life after he retired or what, but, you know, what makes somebody in their late 30s all of a sudden become a rapist uh, who you, who never, who didn't have that kind of background? Uh, not that I'm looking for an excuse. I'm just curious, you know, what happened. And now also he had an accomplice who was uh, – who had worked in law enforcement, and that's scary. I'm curious how long his accomplice is going to get. Um, but, you know, hey, uh, I got no issue with 18 years. Uh, maybe it should be longer. And I don't know, does he have to serve that full 18? I don't know how that works because uh, sometimes, you know, guys get out early for good behavior. But, uh, yeah, he, he, he he's a, a sick person. I don't understand it. And uh He's going where he belongs. Yep. All right. Let's uh, move on to another guy. Uh, guys, I should say. Um, and I'm going to say this. Uh, this is one of the reasons, and I, as soon as I start talking about it, you got to know who I'm going to be talking about. That uh, a lot of foreign, foreign, foreign uh, uh, people in other countries don't like Americans. Because Americans, uh, uh, and, and for lack of a better word, Act like jerks when they get into their country, um, and th- like they uh, um, own the country, and that whatever they want to do, they they're allowed to do. Whatever they want to say, they're allowed to say. Uh, swimmer Ryan Locke, and uh, uh, at least one of his uh, his uh, buddies, um, James Feigen, uh, and uh, I think there was four of them all together. And Ryan Locke said he got uh, um, robbed by gunpoint, um, and that's why he sustained the, I guess, the injuries that he sustained, and, and uh, started going down this path. Uh, when it turns out, uh, video footage came about uh, in the last few days uh, at a gas station that uh, they were intoxicated, from what I understand. They, uh, um, with the help of one of their feet or feet. Foot, feet or uh, several feet uh, kicked in a bathroom door um, and had a run-in with the security around the gas station, which was all caught on tape. Now, and in my opinion, these are guys that in another country thinking they can do anything they want to do. And I could be off base in, in saying this, but this is how I feel. Um, because they're U.S. citizens that could do anything that they want to do because they're U.S. citizens. And 
and uh, um, and, and will be treated differently. Got into a physical confrontation, uh, got into uh, um, an altercation, and to save face, rather than say they got into an altercation or, and, and looked bad and fess up to it, decided to fabricate a story, which now the real police are suggesting that um, to uh, put, bring charges on two of these guys for filing a false reporting of, of a crime. Now, uh, they wanted to talk to uh, Ryan Locke, um, but they didn't realize he had flew, flew to Cooper already, and he's back in the U.S., while the other swimmers are still in and were questioned in Brazil. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but this guy, uh, uh, and probably all of them, but the, the, the top guy, the guy with the really the big name, Ryan Locke, uh, lost a lot of money. But besides that, what turned out and showcased himself to be a real jerk. Talk to me, Jeff. You know, funny you should say, because, you know, these guys, they make their money on uh, endorsements and appearances. Yep. And yep. Locke, he cost himself a lot of money. And it's one of those things, uh, guilty till proven innocent, you know. Uh, yep. I mean, I doubt he's going to do jail time or anything like that, but when you're a corporation or whatever, why would you associate yourself with such a bum? And he already had a reputation for being a jerk. I mean, you know, I I did some stupid things, you know, when I was a little younger, but nothing that stupid. And especially, I don't know, it just was ingrained in me. If I ever left the United States, man, I I wouldn't jaywalk, you know, because you can't be too careful. And, I learned also, uh, probably in my 20s, is it's not the screw-up that brings you down. It's the cover-up. And uh, false police report, that, that's no joke. And, um, you know, so the, you know, it's funny. You know, maybe, maybe these guys didn't realize, you know, right off the bat with the false police report. You know, because I'm sure these guys think they're so smart and everybody's so stupid yep. that... They should have hopped on the plane with Ryan Locke. You know, they, they, they should have hopped on the plane with him. I don't know what they were sticking around for. But, you know, like, you ever deal with these liars, and, and, and what they tell you is so insulting because you're thinking to yourself, you expect me to believe that? You know? <laughs> right. You know? So, I mean, these guys aren't Al Capone, but, you know, these guys are idiots. So I, and I don't think they're going to do jail time. There's a possibility. I don't think it's going to happen. But they – you know, and it's so funny. Everybody has been disrespecting the country of Brazil for many things going into these games. So far, there haven't been that many big issues. And, you know, the one big uh, crime turns out to be uh, fabricated. So, uh, you know, screw these four swimmers. And, uh, yeah, they should be ashamed. Nas. Yeah, this is why it's so important to instill certain things in your children. And and the main thing is just the ability of self and the belief in self. So you don't allow your child to grow up to uh, become somebody who could be bullied, pushed around, or just kind of coerced into into going along with something like this. Those guys Mm -hmm. should have from day one not allowed Ryan to pull them down this hole. And Ryan's not young. There's way too many people calling this a young mistake. This dude's 32 years old, man. Like yep, he's a yep. raggedy dude. Uh, just just looking at it from the outside, because 
this is an international incident. You basically yep. put a country's reputation at stake. And how many people that were down there at the Olympics, how many people stayed inside for a couple of days and only went to the games and back to the room because this story is out there? Like, yep. this is a significant thing, and it's really being underplayed. Like, I don't think they should get jail time or anything like that, fines and, you know, possible Olympic uh, sanctions. I don't think the government of Brazil is going to go too heavy on this. But either way, man, this this is a, some horrible stuff. And Brazil's dealing with, I think, some of the cops weren't paid for a certain amount yep. of time. And, yeah, yeah. You know, they got everything else going on with the favelas where, they, you know, they're kicking in doors while the Olympics are going on. So, you know, it's a yep. lot in this, man, but. Yeah, that he he showed the ugly American that people kind of stereotype. He showed he, himself yeah. uh, to be that man. So yeah, that it, like you said, and that story was insulting. Like, dude, come on, man. You told you told the government I ain't laying on the man. Who are you? Stop it. Right. Yeah, and and, and that's why a, a lot of countries, when they see Americans, have a pre, preconceived uh, thought about Americans because of stories like this and things like this that happen, that Americans come over and think they, once they get into the country, everybody's supposed to bend because they're American, uh, bow down to them because they're American. All the powerful, all powerful American, um, see, see, see no, do no wrong and, and, and say no wrong. Um, and, you know, I hope this guy, and, and the, the fact is this, you know, each country handles their laws differently more severe than others. Now, I, I don't know how Brazil handles um, false, re, uh, false crime reporting. I don't know if it's as, as severe or less severe a, a, than the United States, um, but it could be more severe. Who knows? Uh, I, I'm not up on the Brazilian law. Um, and, and they can take it more, more seriously than another country. Not that it's, it's a less serious offense, but um, it... it well, who's to say they, they they won't make an example of someone or someone's? Uh, and Ryan Locke is, is is flew the coop. Now, you have to think, and and, and how much of a jerk this guy is. Uh, I don't know the reason. Just like Jeff had alluded to, why these other guys didn't fly out of the country, but Locke uh, knew that um, that you know what he was saying wasn't the truth, and obviously he wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. So. He didn't have to answer to anybody and left his butt, left his buddies holding the bag in a lurch. Um, so how much of a teammate is he? How much of a friend of a friend is he? I have to think about that. The three that got left behind, you have to think about, well, Ryan left us sitting here, and, and now we got to deal with this, and he's in the United States. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. We come near the end of the show. We've got about a minute. Uh, I'm going to talk to uh, ask Nas to any final thoughts before we get out of here, and then Jeff, and then we'll walk out of here. Nas. Well, yeah, and, and then the other part of this is uh, the story with Ryan overshadowed uh, a whole lot of the graft that's going on during the Olympics to where mm-hmm. money that was supposed to be allocated to things looked like it wasn't spent. Uh, we got one IOC member who was selling $3 million worth of tickets uh, who got arrested and <laughs> appears to have fell out during the arrest. Wow. So the, 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 ugly, the ugly side of the Olympics is not getting the flashlight shown on it. 
because this story, which is really, you know what I mean, really, you know, eye-popping and headline-breaking, is taking up the news. And we really need more people to understand that this Olympic model has to be changed. And I would compare it to the NCAA football and basketball cartel. Uh, it yep. needs to change. Everybody yep. needs to be paid, even the non-medal winners. These athletes who sacrifice so much for this deserve better. Jeff. Uh, last week, uh, we lost a great uh, sports commentator, uh, John Saunders, uh, one of the yes. all-time greats at ESPN, and he, he yep. will be sorely missed. And he did it the right way, you know, uh, first class all the way. Yeah, yeah, got to uh, send condolences out to his his family and friends. Um, he was a huge mentor to a lot of people at ESPN. I think he was with ESPN for uh, 30 to 40 years, 30 years at least. And a lot of people uh, um, looked up to him and, and uh, in more ways than one uh, for his uh, advice and, and counsel. So you're right, Jeff. He will be sorely missed uh, through the public and for the uh, employees that uh, had direct contact with him at ESPN. With that being said, I want to welcome, uh, thank you, Nas, for once again um, gracing us with your presence. Uh, it's always been a pleasure. Uh, I know you won't be a stranger. You will be uh, getting return engagement uh, for whatever time that you you jump on here, uh, Jeff. Um, uh, I also, I appreciate uh, you coming on here and uh, spending the time that uh, we have on a Thursday night, uh, along with the people that I appreciate that listen, whether they listen live to us or they listen on on the archives. Tune in next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. With Jeff and I will be holding it down. Maybe now they'll jump in again, talking uh, whatever coming up on this past the, the past week in sports. With that being said, uh, see you next week, 8 p.m. Later. Yeah. Listen, Fantasy sports and politics crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy sports and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this Cover every sport and we get it all right Log on the site, you can listen tonight Talk about the game, who in first place You can even call up, state your own case Football, b-ball, soccer too Log on, ain't nobody stopping you It's fantasy, sports, and politics crew